0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds back in the studio. It's Tuesday, and uh, let me guess, you picked Alabama and Texas to win yesterday. Picked Alabama and Washington. Okay, so 50-50.
1: Yeah, but 50-50 doesn't win you anything. Well,
0: no, but at least it doesn't lose you (laughs) anything. Oh, it depends on the it Depends bookie. on, yeah, <laughs> actually that's true. Uh, he always gets his. Uh, both, though, really, I, I didn't stay up to finish the last game, and I really wish I could have, but everything got pushed back, and I only got to watch about the first half of the Washington-Texas game. But, man, the uh, Alabama.
1: And Michigan, that, yeah, was, that it, game was in, just incredible. In my incredible. opinion, Mike, that was the championship game. Now, that's. I'm not downgrading the one next week, but. I'll tell you, when, when Michigan Michigan went after Alabama with a defensive scheme that I did not see coming at all. I didn't think their defensive line was that quick. I didn't think that they would have. I, I thought Alabama's offensive line would handle them with anything, and they didn't. They got, they got manhandled by Michigan. That was a hell of a defensive game, but it was a great game, and Alabama had a chance down the stretch. And they, they, the interesting statement from most of the players and from Coach Saban was we didn't finish and they didn't finish. They had a 20-13 to 13 lead within the final two minutes of the game, could not hold off Michigan. Michigan went downfield, scored, and in overtime, well, you knew Michigan was going to win because Alabama really had trouble moving the ball, especially over short distances. So you had Michigan in the National Championship game against the Washington Huskies. And Michael Penix, who is the All-America quarterback at Washington, that he is a transfer, as many of them are, Gosh, almighty. He had 29 completions. This, this is Patrick Mahomes' numbers. 29 completions for 429 yards. That, it, that, that's in, incredible. 429 yards and two touchdowns. This guy is a real top-notch pro in the making. And they'll give Michigan a pretty good battle, but I do think Michigan's going to win that national championship game. They're, they're just overall a very strong football team. They were they're good games. There were no blowouts in this one. And uh, I got to tell you some friends of mine who said, no, oh, Florida State should have been in there. No, they should <laughs> They would have gotten butchered.
0: And that's exactly what I was going to say next, my friend. Of all the trash I talk on the NCAA and the uh, Pro Bowl and bowl picking committees and all that stuff, they got it right. And I. it is what it is, and you're absolutely right. That's exactly what I thought yesterday watching the Alabama-Michigan game. It was like, are you going to tell me that Florida State would have put up this kind of a fight? No Surrey. and if you think so, you're delusional.
1: <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about the FCS, though. That is next Sunday, this coming Sunday, and it will be uh, in Frisco, Texas. That's where the, the uh, FCS play. I, I call it Division One AA, it's just easier to say for one thing. And it is meaningful because the 1AA teams are a half a step, if not a quarter of a step, below the big time. And it's because of the numbers of scholarships that they have. But this is the division in which Missouri State plays in. And the national championship game will be coming up on Sunday afternoon. South Dakota State, the defending national champions, go up against Montana. Now, interestingly enough about this, Mike, we may have talked about this before, but The Bears play both those teams next year on their schedule. They open the season in Montana at Missoula and then close the season with South Dakota State. So you're playing the champions or the runners-up in either case.
0: (laughs) And then next year, if that uh, is a game they can win, then we know we got ourselves a team, especially at the beginning of the season. Um, So good luck to those teams. And, of course, good luck to the big dogs playing a week from yesterday. On Monday. Um, All right, so we're getting closer and closer to that 12-man playoff, um, and now we've got a a world where college football players are paid, like professional players.
1: You think it's going to be a little different next year? Oh, I think it's radically different. I think the whole scheme of things is radically different. Yeah, the pay, in all honesty, the pay has been going on. It was illegal for so many years, but now it's perfectly legal to get the NIL and the transfer portal and things of that nature. But in terms of the change in scheme, it's going to be 12 teams that go for the national championship next year instead of the final four, as they have this year and have had since back in 2012. Okay, 12 teams. How does that change things? Well, it eliminates, at least for now, some of the controversy that went on about, my team should be in here. Well, <laughs> the NCAA tried a little trick in the Fiesta Bowl yesterday, and they put one of the smaller teams that's been crying a lot, Liberty, into a game against Oregon. And the final was 45-6 to Oregon. I knew that was going to happen. But nonetheless, the whole scheme changes. I think Missouri has a chance at being in the 12 and going for a national championship. It is interesting because of the way it works. it'll be uh, the, the top four teams will get a bye, first round bye. and then five through 12 and then six through 11, seven through ten. they all play and they all play right on through to the championship next year. It will be different. change the scheduling a little bit. The SEC for instance that Missouri plays in Missouri it's there's no division now. it'll be all one league and as a result Missouri won't play something won't play Georgia next year, won't play Florida. But they will play Alabama, and they'll play them in Tuscaloosa, oh, good luck. and they'll play Texas A&M, and they'll play Oklahoma. Oh, my goodness! But Missouri's pretty good.
0: Yeah, and also from a fan standpoint, you know, it, it watching, for example, my Wildcats win in a bowl—the Pop Tart Bowl, by the way. And they won it. Though. <laughs> they, they, they won. But you know, it's it's kind of a. It's like an afterglow it's like yeah we had an okay season we, we got another game out of it you yeah, know great okay it doesn't really mean anything but now actually it means something so not only that means more viewership
1: more ticket sales all that stuff so, it also it, it kind of fractures in a way and i saw an article on this uh, earlier this week what will it do to the other bowl games? does it make them irrelevant well, it may. Did you see some of the crowds or some of those oh, bowl I know. Like nobody.
0: That's like I said, it's kind of like an afterglow. Now kind of this legitimizes some of the bowl games, not all of them. <laughs> and so the Kansas City Chiefs will head out west to the city of Los Angeles to face the Chargers Sunday. That game has been decided. It's it's interesting the league puts it up kind of in the air and TBD until last week, just depending on how, you know, the playoff pictures, all that stuff. Chiefs have locked in at the number three seed, regardless of what happens, regardless of the outcome of the game. That leads me to believe
1: that not everyone's going to play. Probably not the whole game, no. I look for Andy Reid, doesn't want to lose the uh, want to lose the momentum, and just, it's, it'll, it'll be a glorified scrimmage for the Chiefs because you're right, it doesn't mean anything to them, and the Chargers have long gone out of any playoffs. So I look for Andy to probably play the regulars for maybe a quarter, quarter and a half, somewhere around there, and then throw in whomever, probably a backup quarterback somewhere along the line, and backup running backs, and so forth and so on. Not that they really have all that many, and they'll get out there and they'll play, after all. These are professionals. But the fact is, the game means nothing at all in terms of where the standings are going to be and the playoffs, but the Chiefs do know that they do not have a bye week. They have to come back and play next weekend, whenever that is, whenever the TV decides, Saturday and Sunday. And that's not this coming one, but the following uh, weekend. So they've got to keep in their rhythm and in their scheme of things, and in a way, that's that's kind of a good thing because it's it's a... And mindset that they get into. Game uh, This Sunday's game will start around 3 o'clock, 3.15, 3.20, somewhere around there. That's our time. And then Ned Talk will be at 1 o'clock. That's our pre, pre-game show. So, yeah, lots of pro football still to be determined. And this weekend, there's still some playoff positions to be determined. There
0: are definitely uh, some teams still vying for a spot. And we'll definitely see who the Chiefs will face. And they will get a home game. For the playoffs that play. at least at least that, depending on what happens after that, who wins in the other games, that will be decided later on. But right at least now the
1: thinking it would be Buffalo.
0: That's <laughs> what you're thinking. Could be the Browns. never could, could be Joe Flacco and the Browns getting paid in Applebee's gift cards. Uh college basketball now should start rolling and taking
1: the main stage in sports. When's that start back? Well, now? the Bears, the Bears will play tomorrow night. They play their first game of 2024 tomorrow night here in town at the Great Southern Bank Arena. It is an 8 o'clock start. The Bears will play Northern Iowa at 8 o'clock because the Valley is now into its regional telecasts. So for TV purposes, 8 o'clock off. the Bears and Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa is not quite the Panthers that they have been, but they are getting better. And Ben Jacobson, their longtime coach, is very, very, very good. He makes the most of what he has. So that'll be a good game. The Lady Bears played the following night at Great Southern Bank Arena, taking on Valparaiso. Lady Bears coming off a very big win on Saturday, a layup at the buzzer by Lacey Stokes from Mount Vernon. Ex of, <laughs> ex of Missouri Southern and Joplin comes up here and scores the winning basket as the buzzer sounds. That's always a thrill. But anyway, a lot of basketball going on, and the Drury teams do play tomorrow night as well on the road at Springfield, Illinois and uh that also tells me that we're pretty close to the tournament of champions huh? we are indeed january 11th through the 13th when you think about today being january 2nd 11th ain't that far off we'll we'll be back to christmas in no time the (laughs) tfc is really really it always is good always good but there are three missouri teams involved in it this year springfield central which has an outstanding basketball team St. Louis Vashon, which is a defending state champion, and Springfield Glendale, which has an outstanding team. They are the three Missouri representatives. And then, Mike, you get in there, some national teams of terrific caliber, like Cardinal Hayes from the Bronx in New York, annually one of the top parochial teams in the whole United States. They're really good. So is Paul VI from Virginia. They're coming in. St. John Bosco from uh, Bellflower, California, will be here. Here's one that's really tough because this is annually one of the top teams in America. McEachern from Powder Springs, Georgia, and Edmund North from Oklahoma. They are all here for the TFC, which should be great January 11th through the 13th, and it ain't very far away.
0: You aren't lying. Like I said, Christmas will be here before we know it. man <laughs> you have a great day. Happy New Year, sir. It's good to be back, and good to see your pretty face. Oh.